Hello and welcome to the Walking in Our Shoes podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to showcasing real journeys through our adolescent inpatient wards at Signet Hospital Sheffield. This podcast series is co-produced by some of the young people in our service, as well as some of the parents and carers. The intention behind this series is to showcase the reality of what an inpatient stay on an adolescent ward is like. During each of these episodes, I will be joined by some of the young people from our wards, from some of the parents or carers or some key staff members. The information in these episodes may be useful for young people and their families who may be close to an admission to hospital, or for those who have recently been admitted. The series may also be useful for the wide professional network that works with us in the community. It is hoped that the function of these episodes will also combat some of the stigma that is associated with mental health and particularly associated with being an inpatient in a mental health hospital. So welcome to episode five of the Walking in Our Shoes podcast. My name is Seb and I'm a consultant clinical psychologist and the head of psychology here at Signet Hospital Sheffield, as well as a national psychology lead across all the CAM services. In the last episode, we discussed how a young person's education continues whilst they're on an adolescent inpatient ward. In today's episode, we're focused on the idea of co-production and how young people and sometimes their parents and carers can get involved with their care and treatment. To do this, I'm joined by Amethyst, who's our positive and safe lead. Hi. Um, I'm also joined by two of our young people. So we've got Zach. Hi. And Ebony. Hi. So um, Zach and Ebony, do you want to kind of just, well, I know you said hi already, but just tell us kind of what ward you're, you're on at the moment. So Ebony, what ward are you on? I'm on Pegasus Ward now. Which is our GAE ward. And Zach? I'm on Griffin Ward, which is our um, low secure adolescent ward. Great. So as today's um, episode is all about co-production and, and you and your peers kind of on the, on the ward being involved in kind of what happens here at the hospital. Um, I guess the, my first question to both of you is, and what, what does co-production mean to you and why, why is it important, I guess? Um, I don't know who wants to start. Well, I, I believe that co-production is like working with the MDT and your name nurses to get the care that's right for you. And then if you have your own input, you'll eventually get the best out of it. Okay. I think that's a pretty good description um Zach is there anything you want to kind of add to that in terms of kind of what it means for you for me co-production is I attend young people's council and I often work with the MDT in ward rounds and stuff like that but it's also about negotiating and talking with social work and parents to find your best outcome in care yeah I think there's some that's some really good examples that we'll probably touch on a little bit more as we go through today's episode um, and I, I agree. I think that's, that sounds like what co-production is. It's about kind of trying to find, having your input, isn't it, into your, your own care. Um, Amethyst, I don't know whether there's anything you want to add to that. Pretty simply, it's just working, everyone working together and having as much input from each other to get the best care possible for everyone because everyone's an individual and no one's, no one's the same. And I think it's, before we get on some examples of kind of how we do it here, it's probably worth stating that co-production is a relatively new thing to happen within mental health services it wasn't an established thing that you could have a say in your your, your treatment or care or, or have any say at all um, and I think it's something which I know is something I'm I, I'm really proud of the fact that we here like to encourage you to have as much say as possible which is obviously why you're here and <laughs> part of the podcast series as well um so you mentioned the young people's council Zach yeah um so could you tell us a little bit about what that is um, it's where, like, once a month, some, like, two, one or two chosen people from each ward go down and talk about issues from their point of view, other young people's point of view on that ward, 
and talk about how staff are managing every young person and they all work together and to try and find the best way to deal with the problems that they've got. Um, It's brought together by community meetings which are held once a week and then the concerns from that which aren't being sorted on board are brought down to that meeting. And am I right in thinking there were reps from each of the wards you said? Yeah, it's not from the female low secure which is adults it's just from all the young people's wards so the pq the general unit and the one i'm on the low secure and that's just one or two people and then they all talk about issues from each ward and then even if it's not a problem that we've noticed on our ward we could pick it up from like pegasus if they mention a problem and that affects us in a way and we can improve altogether. okay and how long have you been going to the young people's council I don't know, probably like four months by now. I, I was here for, I've been here for like six months now and I started like after like a month of being here. Okay, so straight in there. Yeah. Um, and Ebony, is that something that you've been involved with before? I've done that from when I was on Unicorn, the PQ, and carrying it on from now when I'm on the Pegasus, the GAU. Just been on and off sharing it with other young people so we all get a chance to do it. And we all have our own experiences and our own, like, problems that need to be raised there and what's your experience of the young people's council been like i think it's great because we can bring up our personal issues that we have that may not be listened to correctly down on the ward and stuff from community meetings which just never get fixed Mm -hmm. that we can take up there and then you've got all the big fancy people who there will they'll actually do something about it so as well as the the young people that come to who who else comes to young people's council then? Um, we have Amethyst who goes, and then I don't know. So I, th- I think from from what I understand, and tell me if either this if it's wrong, kind of Zach or Ebony, but I think you've got Amethyst. You'll have the ward managers which go as well, um, and I think there's usually representatives from all the disciplines so you might have a, someone from psychology you might have someone from OT you might have someone from not every psychologist or OT but a representative um so that kind of more hospital-wide issues that things that can't be resolved on ward for whatever reason um can then be kind of looked into see whether there's anything that can be done about it we also get someone from education down and safeguarding education and, and safeguarding social care yeah definitely um and we we even get the, the hospital manager coming in sometimes don't we um so everyone's there. And am I right in thinking that recently there's also been kind of built, kind of building from the Young People's Council, there's been the CAMS People's Council. Um, have, have either of you been involved in that? I haven't. You haven't? I haven't either. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's where it's across a couple of the signet hospitals for young people get involved. Yeah, so it's basically the same thing as a Young People's Council, but... That split across the the three CAMS hospitals within within Signet. So you've got a representative from each of the hospitals rather than each of the wards. Um, so in, in a similar way, so things that can't get resolved in a in a hospital setting might be resolved in a more corporate way. Is that fair to say, Amethyst? Yeah, I think it's also with um, certain things which come up as an issue around our hospital. If it's a common thing and we don't know how to fix, we also can take that to all the hospitals and see if they've had the same issue see how they've solved it um, as well. So it's sharing good practice as well to let them know what good things we're doing and what good things have been working so they can try and implement them if, if needed. And just thinking about that, so what, what are the things which have come out of 
things like Young, young People's Council or kind of what we're going to go on to talk about in a second, which is the RRP groups, so the Reducing Restrictive Practice groups, which I think both of you have been involved in. Um, what what kind of things have come out of, of those? What kind of anything which comes to mind? Or maybe we should start with what is the re- Reducing Restrictive Practice groups in the first place? Well, on our board, we've got seclusion training from our staff. Um, we also got shelves, which is a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it well, so far. When you say you got shelves, where where are the shelves? So we have restricted cupboards, which is where all the items that we're not allowed out at that current time are supervised or like one in one out are kept. And sometimes they get messy. So so far I'm the only one in the hospital who's got a shelf, but they're putting the shelves in so it can be kept cleaner and so our belongings can be kept safer. Ebony, can you tell us a little bit about kind of your involvement with the RRP groups that you've done with Amethyst on either on Unicorn or Pegasus? Um, I started doing the RIP stuff when I was on Unicorn. Um, we worked on a presentation to put to the hospital manager and the clinical lead just um, for new things for the hospital and like how to keep them safe and then just issues that come up with like patients and staff and how we can keep the ward nice and a tidy environment to be in. So what was the presentation on? I think we did some courtyard stuff. Yeah, like things that we wanted outside to make outside area, the big courtyard that we have, more accessible for like the winter evenings. Because like down there, that's the one that like Unicorn has and then Griffin share it as well. And we go out there in on peg to go like do fitness and sport and stuff. But we, we got lighting out there and just made it a lot nicer to be out and more decorative, really. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and Amethyst, these these groups are something which you run on across all the wards. Yeah. Um, so what, what's your experience of how they run and kind of the things which come out of them? Um, so we pretty much have a meeting once a month um, where we speak with the MDT and the person rep or as many young people who want to come because I'd rather more the merrier and more ideas. Um, so it started off um, looking at how we could improve the wards, what the wards needed. So we did a little data pack so everyone could see the MDT um, the young person rep could see when the most incidents were, what times, when people were struggling the most, um, which is when, obviously, you brought up the activity coordinators. Um, the young people who were involved with them presentations have uh, been discharged or move, uh, moved to other places. Um, so, yeah, so we looked at how, what would help the wards, and people were getting really bored because, obviously, OT, psychology and everything finishes at like five o'clock so then from six till everyone goes to bed they didn't have anything to do so these guys fought to get an activity coordinator on each ward so I think there's two on each ward which have been going quite well I guess you guys can put in more input around the activity coordinators since you're on the wards what do the activity coordinators do on the wards activities makes sense and do they coordinate them actually like we put a lot of input into them so, so what kind of happens? So do, you, do you kind of have conversations with them about kind of what activities you'd like to happen kind of at those times so that, and they kind of help facilitate them? They ask us on the day. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes if it's like someone's birthday, they're the ones that help with that. And they like buy um, food and stuff for that. Okay. But then if it's something like a movie night we want to do, we want to go down to the kitchen to make something. It's kind of just like a on the day decision. Yeah, that makes sense. 
And I think, so some of the other things which have come out of either Young People's Council or the RRP groups from from what I'm aware of. So you mentioned the um, training for staff so kind of to do with seclusion training and things like that. I think there's been a, a few things like um, de-escalation rooms and, and kind of ECA extra care area because that's, that's directly come out of involvement from from maybe not necessarily the, the two of you but other young people who've done similar some of the roles as as you is there, are there any other things that you can think about with this which have come out of um kind of any like projects that have come out of these kind of forums so i think like one of the massive things which i think worked really well was um the one-page support plans which they make themselves with psychology um, which then the staff can easily read to know if they like their cup of teas or how they like the cup of teas, if they like toast in the morning or anything like that, how to support them. And I remember that that was a an, an initiative that came from Griffin Ward. I think I think it was um, last year. So I think it, I think it was last year. Um, so it was a, a a way in which they said there's one page profiles are now on like on the ops boards and they're, they're kind of everywhere where if you're new onto the ward, rather than kind of having to trawl through lots and lots of paperwork to find things, things are kind of there um, about you know, what people like and dislike and easy kind of conversation things as well. Um, so that's, yeah, that's something which came out of it last year, wasn't it? Yeah. The next thing I was going to move on to talk about was how you get involved with things on the ward, because I think, Zach, you mentioned, things, you might, well, you started by talking about community meetings. Um, so what are community meetings? I suppose for, for people that might be listening to this which have never experienced that, what, 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 how would you describe a community meeting? What's the purpose of it? We get um, all of the MDT and we get a representative from education. We come down and we discuss like social aspect problems, health and safety problems. Like We talk about the food and everything that every week that just needs improving. Or if, like, it's not always negative. We do, like, positive things about staff, positive things about peers. Yeah. Is that similar on Griffin, Zach? Yeah. Well, it's different on a week-to-week basis who attends. It's not as big as a thing on Griffin. But if you've got anything that you need raising, or if, like, one of the main problems we've got is pronouns and stuff like that. So we're trying to sort out like a pronoun board because a lot of us are like transitioning or we are trans and stuff. And yeah, it's just a meeting where the young people who want to go, go. And the ones that don't get a note at the end of it saying what's been discussed. So even if you aren't there, you find out what's happened afterwards. Yeah, you either get told if it's an issue concerning you or it's on the activity cupboard for everyone staff and patients to see so Zach can I ask you a little bit about the the pronouns board because that sounds really interesting um yeah so it's for new like permanent staff agency staff or bank staff which come in um when there's a shift available that don't know us personally um to see what pronouns we use and even if there's been a change in pronouns so if I decided that I wanted to try different pronouns that would be updated on the board it's not done yet but a lot of young people and stuff think it's a good idea. I think it's brilliant. Because I get called she, other people get called she or he or the wrong pronouns. So it just helps stop incidents and stop frustrations among everyone, stop like interfering with staff getting to know us if we're angry at them. Brilliant. I think that, I mean, that's a really good example of how co-production can, 
can really work, isn't it? Because it's it's something where we can think about a way in which something. Well, the community meeting is co-produced anyway, because it's something which young people and staff go to. But kind of in there, you, you you think about how to improve something, which is really important in terms of getting people's pronouns right. Because it's it's if people are not getting that right, that's going to impact how you're feeling and your frustrations and your anger and all all of that, understandably. Um, I think it sounds a really, really, really positive initiative, and actually, I think it's something we should probably take across all the wards. Um, we could try to do. We could definitely try to do something like that. Yeah. Would you think Pegasus would be up for that? Yeah. Yeah. So we might steal that Zach and and take that across the hospital if that's all right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what about things like getting involved with, I guess, your and personalising the care that you have on the ward? So whether that's things that the nursing team do, the psychology team, the occupational therapy team, like, do you guys have a say in terms of kind of what work you do on the, on the ward or kind of how you get involved with kind of care plans or anything like that? Do any of you have experience with kind of getting involved with, yeah, anything kind of more, more ward-based? I think CPA is on the main ones, but, which is every six-ish weeks, um, like it's a big meeting, which lasts about an hour with all your community care team and your in hospital care team and you just discuss how your risks are how all your leaves have gone and you know potential discharge and stuff so i guess when you have these meetings like cpa meetings or or ward round meetings as well because they're, they're quite big meetings aren't they and they can potentially be quite scary when someone comes in initially um do you feel like you get much of a say in kind of what happens in those meetings do you feel like you get your voice is heard in them well, they have a set structure. So you go around like all the different like specialities, like nursing feedback, OT feedback, education. But at the end, you always get an opportunity to say if there's anything wrong with any of the statements they've said and if there's anything you want, like if you want like incre- decreased OBS or more leave, you always get a chance to say it. And do you feel that that's... I mean, I'm guessing not everything that you you say and want is always going to be automatically like everyone agrees yeah. with it necessarily but is do you feel like your voice is heard in terms of if you're wanting to to reduce some restrictions for some for something and that you can kind of talk with the team about about that well even if they say no to like for example leave they know that that's what you want and they can help work you can come up with a plan together to work towards getting that okay so and when plans like that are created is that something which is done like, do the team do that or do you do that or is that a joint process? Well, personally, I've done that with my name nurse. Okay, so you do that with, together with your name nurse. And has that worked? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something similar for you, Zach? Do you kind of come up with plans together with your name nurse or kind of, or, or, or other people in the team? Normally, if it's something big, like a new type of leave, like if you want unescorted with your dad or any other family or friends you have, or if it's you know, like having a risk item in your room that you're quite risky with. I usually create plans on a piece of paper myself and then I take them down to my ward round and discuss it there. But often if you come up with a safe and sensible plan that actually shows you're willing to work with the team and you continue with that plan, they're going to work with you because it's not their job to restrict you, it's their job to help you work towards your discharge. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that we had a similar thing on Unicorn. Like, if you wanted a certain item, you'd write it down. How are you going to keep yourself safe with it? What you wanted it for? And you take it to your wardrobe and you discuss it there, how you would keep yourself safe with it. Okay. So that sounds like if... if on I think that, that works on Pegasus as well. 
Very similar. So if if you guys kind of come up with a an idea, a plan, then that's something which you can you can then, as long as it's sensible, obviously, um, then you, you can kind of lead with that, and you can, and and people will support you to to do the things that you want to do. So, so that's on the on the ward based level. I know kind of thinking about other things which get regularly reviewed with with young people are things like the the general restrictions on the ward. Yeah. So then like, they've got their blanket rules, which so they'll do weekly ones. Um, and see how they're going. So blanket rules are sort of rules for the ward, so they're different for each ward. Um, Pegasus, obviously, with being a general ward, they have more stuff out, so restrictions are di- completely different to Griffin, who's a li- which is a low-secure ward. Um, so it's keeping everything so nothing's always the same, nothing's blanketed over all the wards, unless it's needed to be. Um, you guys look through them on a weekly basis in community meeting. And the other thing I can think of from a ward-based perspective is, um, I think I, I, you can get involved with planning your own kind of timetable, can't you, in terms of kind of what happens day to day or or during the, the week in terms of the therapies that you want to do. Um, how does that work for Ebony, for example? How does that work, work in terms of kind of planning your week? So on Pegasus, we on a Monday, we have a breakfast club where we all bring down our laminated timetables and OTs there. And we talk as a group about things that we'd want to do like together. And then they go around and, us and ask if, us, if we want to do anything individually, like certain like leaves and things, and then one-to-ones with staff. So that happens every Monday. So that's like a way of taking, I suppose, a, a generic timetable and trying to make it a bit more personalised yeah. for, for each of you on the ward. Okay. And is that, does something similar like that happen on, on Griffin? Not really. We get... Given what timetables we have, you can always, if a time doesn't work with you, so like if you have group, or no, group psychology doesn't change, but if you have like a single psychology session on like a Wednesday, but you want your leaves on a Wednesday, you can always change it to like a Thursday or Friday, and they're willing to do that. But when it comes to week to week, you kind of decide what leave you want, either in your ward round and you ask for it, or you decide it on the day. So if you want to go to like, the big Tesco you have to organize that yourself on the day yeah and then the other things kind of fit around it so there is that kind of flexibility to if you've got like some sessions planned that day you can move them to a different day um, potentially yeah you can the only thing that you can't really change is education yeah and some so that's therapies. It because if it's groups or like community meetings and stuff like that you can't change it but you can get special permission to miss it when you're nearing your discharge that makes sense um so the other thing I was I was thinking about talking about today is getting kind of young people involved in things like interviews and recruitment and so when we're kind of recruiting new people into service it's it's something which isn't just we're, we're it's not just us choosing the the people who work here that you, you guys are going to have a say in that as well I know in a couple of my kind of psychology interviews recently we had some a young person from from Pegasus kind of help us out with with that and um, which I think is it's always I've always find really really useful because if you guys, for example, you, you, you just you, you will approach it from a different perspective. And I think it, it really helps us kind of when we're thinking about kind of recruitment and making sure we've got the right people here. Yeah, I think also when we've done them before is we've had the interviews and young people have said, oh, I don't think they'll be good for this ward, but I think they'll be really good for Unicorn Ward because they're really bubbly and really loud, but maybe not on a different ward and stuff that you sort of pick out the X factor in the staff members. And I think what I'm hearing throughout kind of all of this is it's 
every little bit that we've talked about, um, every little bit of co-production is all focused really on kind of driving the service forwards, but with the input from the people that are in the service and people that use it. Um, because there's no point, I think, either me or Amethyst just deciding things that are going to happen. I think if, because we'd probably get it wrong. Um, or we wouldn't get it as right as we as we would do if if you help us out with that. I'm just really grateful that a lot of the young people really want to be involved in their care. And I'm happy that I can help them have a voice because I think that's the most important thing is no one's the same. They're all individuals and we need to give, deliver that person-centred care for each person. And working with such amazing teams and all the young people as well has been like such a pleasure from coming off the wards as a support worker. Working across all the wards now has been really nice and really enjoy it. I think I've got something else that I can say. Um, if you're worrying that you can't do stuff that you like, you can, because you can dye your hair, you can get makeup, you can get stuff like that. And when I first came up from my PQ in a different hospital, I was really scared that it was going to be super restrictive. But here, they actually work with you. And if you can prove that you're not going to be a risk with jewellery that's sentimental to you, teddies from your family, you can have visits, you can see your pets and stuff. So they really try to work with you in this hospital. And I think that's great from all the staff and young people that we've managed to get to that point. And I think with that, I think that's a great place to end because I think, yeah, that's what better sentiment than that. So thank you, Zach, and thank you, Ebony and Amethyst. Thank you for listening to the Signet Cams podcast, Walking in Our Shoes. You can keep up with all the latest episodes on iTunes and Spotify. For more information about our Cams services, please visit our website at www.signethealth.co.uk.